Welcome to the Cannabis Data Science Meetup Group. You're in for a treat today. We're, we're going to look at a little bit of research done by some group members and then introduce you to the first ever cannabis data market. And then we'll start visualizing that data. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with you. Awesome. Welcome to the group. For those of you who are new to the Cannabis Data Science Meetup group, you can always find the source code on GitHub. So I'm going to go ahead and commit today's code. And then you can follow along. And and code for yourself in Python. So I'm going to move pretty quick through the code. So it's not the end of the world if you know uh, you you come along and you know look at this later on down the road here. So this will be the script that we'll be working with today. Before we dive into this, I just wanted to share with you the first ever cannabis data science publication. And so this is an article that a group member, Paul Kitko, who's got his hands busy because he now has a master's in data science. And he wrote an article using sales data. So cannabis sales data from Washington state. And so he did a fantastic analysis where he looked at the combinations of goods that consumers purchase together. So I highly encourage you all to check this out. So I'll share a link with you and then you're free to, to read up on Paul's work when you have a chance. It's, a, it's exciting stuff. And here's just the data science group as well. Awesome. And welcome to the group, Julia. We, Hi, well, we can talk, um, do introductions and whatnot here in a second, just sort of introducing some of the new material. Long story short, awesome paper by Paul that you should check out. And then if you want to get your hands on some data and we'll be pawing through it today, or if you want to publish your own data, you can check out the Canlytics data market. And so here we're, we're making these data sets easily available. Everything is open source. So making all of the source code available so that way you can compile these data sets yourself. But it can be a non-trivial task to put together a data set. So if you want to save yourself the heartache, then you can come check out the data set that's ready to go. Or, you know, you can put it together for yourself. And so... What's awesome about the economics of a data market is it really gets the hands efficiently into consumers. So it's great for suppliers and consumers. So essentially, in the long run, you would expect that 
the prices will start approaching average fixed cost here. And why do I say that? Well, if you have a better idea of what this data could be worth to the consumer, so say you think you can sell this to two consumers at $400 a share, then it would be prudent of you to get this data, publish it yourself, and then you can get it into the hands of the consumers that you think have demand for this product. So for the time being, just send me a message, but this is just going to be an open source, open data, data market. And it should efficiently get data into the hands of people that demand it. And also it should facilitate the supply of data collection algorithms. So here in the group, if you're more interested in algorithms, here I'm just standardizing some of the work that we're doing here in the Cannabis Data Science Meetup group. So check it out. Um, and you know you're 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 welcome to contribute or or browse the data. So just just letting you know that's there and Paul's papers there. So real quick before we get into the code here, just would be interested in just doing a quick round of introductions before just start zoning on there. So. In my top corner, Julia, would you be interested in introducing yourself to the group? Sure. Um, so my name is Julia. I'm currently a PhD candidate and I'm starting to transition more into like the data science world. So I'm here to try to like practice with data science, potentially learn stuff that I don't know. I'm a marketing uh, entrepreneur and uh, executive. Uh, I live in upstate New York, and we have three major cannabis production and distribution facilities uh, going in in my county. Uh, so I'm just doing a lot of research and gathering a lot of information. I'm, I'm sure there will be a lot of interest in whatever data uh, can come out of this. I'll do some of my own research. Uh, very interested in that report you showed this morning and, if, you know, what I can do with that. So that's why I'm here. Too cool. Definitely check it out. Paul did an awesome analysis on retail. One of the more rigorous studies you can find out there. He he's a whiz. So so check it out. Highly rated. A Ali, would you be interested in introducing yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Ali, and I'm in accounting right now. So not data science, but not too too far off. Um, my husband and I are looking at starting a business in the cannabis industry and we're both really passionate about the expansion of the cannabis industry especially in a nonprofit standpoint and i think data science is the beginning to that transition brilliant there's a high demand for data science and yeah i'd be thrilled to see the work you do so i'll definitely be following your work so that's too cool and then MNR, would you be interested in introducing yourself? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, I just finished a uh, 
master's for public health, actually. And I'm working on like a survey statistician role uh, in Florida. And so data science is what I want to do for my, my uh, career. I'm thinking about even getting a second master's in data science, possibly. Because uh, I don't know if the PhD route would, is, uh, would be necessary, especially with the job I have. And so um, cannabis is a super interesting emerging industry. And I'm interested in learning more about both those things. Too cool. You're well positioned as well. Long story short, we've got this data augmentation. And just to, I guess, give you just a, a brief background of where we're coming from. You know, I always think it's helpful to just start with a research question. So we don't actually have too much of a question here. So it's more just can we discover any cultivation patterns just by essentially augmenting existing data and then visualizing it? Simple enough. So we've talked about augmenting. So the value that can be had, and that's the reason why you go through the rigmarole of getting the data sets and publishing them on the data market. And that's the value that you're paying for on the data market. And so then once you have those, time for some insights, time to visualize the data. So we'll just look at some of these useful plots. I want to give a shout out to the Boston Python group. They can talk about these plots much better than I. So today's just going to be a rudimentary introduction, but we're just going to look at a few common plots here, some box plots some bubble plots and scatter plots, just to start adding some dimensionality to the data. Okay. So first things first, we're just going to read in some tools. And then what you can do is go ahead and define your plot style at the top. And so a pro tip, check out this. You can just print out all of the parameters that you can find with Matplotlib. So I was just exploring these and there's just a world that you can do with these. So now let's start exploring some of the data here. So with this data set, you can pick and choose the variables that you need. So here I've defined a lot of the variables and we'll mainly just be looking at cannabinoids today, but you can look through all of the solvents, the microbes, the mycotoxins. So we can go ahead and read in the lab results here. And then the name of the game today is data augmentation. So what better than to just go ahead and combine both of these data sets here on, on the data market. So we're just going to combine the lab results with the geocoded licensee data. And all of these scripts are just to save us the trouble, I've gone ahead and gotten a copy of the licensees data. 
And so we can just read that in with the latitude and longitude data. So that'll save you, you know, an hour's worth of work, hopefully. So we can just go ahead and read in the licensees data here. And we can see how many, we now have about 400,000 geocoded lab results. And those are geocoded by the producer that ordered the lab test. So now we can start looking at more dimensions here. Just to look at some of these things. So this is going to take a hot second. So while I start calculating the averages here, does anyone have any data points that they're interested in looking at? with producers or processors? Like, uh, so for example, Jerry, like, what, what are some of your, you know, KPIs that you're going to be using to determine, you know, if your production's going well in, in New York? Uh, that's, uh, not my job. Oh, not your job. Okay. But maybe it will be in the future. So I'm, I'm just here to see what's possible. Okay. Well, some of just the easy low hanging fruits are the ones we're calculating here. So for each licensee, just going to see how many total samples each licensee is testing that may be indicative of their size. Also going to look at the average concentration of their products. So we these, the, this data then is coming from uh, production facilities where they're, they're testing the uh, potency. Is that what we're looking at? Exactly. Okay. And so. Yeah, that would be, that would be important to, uh, you know, to the product to the three production facilities that are coming in. Exactly. And so that's what we began to look at last week. And we started to note, notice that, okay, you may be able to hit certain average concentrations with various methods. And so, okay, once you've got your extraction technique dialed in, it's time to start worrying about variance because, okay, yes, you may be able to hit a consistent product, but can you, or you may be able to hit, you know, a benchmark, but can you hit it consistently? Cool. And so we figure that, okay, you know, variance, is another metric that, especially as a processor, you may be interested in. So these are just three simple statistics that you can just calculate right out of the gate. So we may as well just start with something simple. Just going to grab the producers that actually tested samples, because as you can see, there's some facilities that aren't testing at the moment. This is a, a new plot that I've been trying to think of a few different different ways you can use it. Um, this wasn't what I set out to do, but I think it's an interesting plot because you can really see that, wow, there's a lot of samples, a lot of flower samples being tested in, what's this, July? July August, yeah. Exactly. So it's actually 
you know, that's when most of the flowers are arriving in Washington state. Um, and it's peculiar because you notice some things like you can see that, you know, January clearly has a below average concentration in, uh, in your flower samples. So whatever's happening, people just uh, maybe just harvesting a slightly lower quality in January. If, uh, have you looked at indoor production facilities? Because there's a lot of that uh, beginning to happen. We just have, you know, cultivation or you the, the processor. So long story short, you can, you know, substitute this out. You know, you could look at various, you know, various other types. Another plot I wanted to show you, which this one didn't quite t turn out as I was expecting. I was expecting to see a bit more of a correlation between average concentration and total samples or variance. And so I'll plot both of these with, you know, variance and total samples in both places. But as you can see, there's not, not a, you know, a ready apparent correlation here between, you know, concentration and total samples or average concentration mm. and variance. So I think these, I think these bubble plots have their value. I just don't think I encapsulated, you know, the, the perfect bubble plot here. So, you know, I think there's there's more work to be done here. So, so long story short, I would I would think you could still do some exploratory analysis here with with these scattered plots slash bubble plots and really try to think of something cool. And then last but not least, um, there was a, this one didn't turn out as expected, but there's a technique where you can put, use a scatter plot to plot the latitude and longitude. Um, and so this one, for whatever reason, I think there's some oddball miscodings in here, but this one doesn't quite create the visualization that's expected, but long story short, there's room to expand with longitude and latitude plots. But, but that, would, that was sort of the main things to, that I wanted to, to hit today was, you know, wanted to show you the, the box plot the bubble plot and the scatter plot, just to let you know that those are ways that you can show many dimensions in your data. And so that was sort of what today was all about was, okay, you know, can we augment and then visualize data? And so after augmentation, you have many data points. And so these are useful plots that you can use to create a two-dimensional plot which is easy, readily understood, that shows you three or four dimensions. 
So you're able to show three or four dimensions of data in two dimensions. So, so, and then this, this plot, no good. This needs to get. <laughs> I've done things that look like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So something's going on there, but that's maybe not the right plot for the job. So the long story short, we've done some sort of ad hoc work here you know, sort of some just exploratory analysis. And really just what we stumbled upon was really the only thing where we can really tell a good story is, you know, just looking at this box plot of total of average cannabinoid concentrations by the month. So I think that was sort of the most compelling figure of the day. And so, you know, I think that's sort of what, what we learned from this data, right? So we, we got a bunch of different data points, right? So we got a bunch of, start opening this up to a bit more of a discussion since I'm having a bit of an internet issue here. But I was basically just saying, we've done our augmentation, we've gotten our variables of interest from the lab results we've got our variables of interest from the licensees we started playing around with some various plots and we calculated just some simple statistics right total mean standard deviation variance so these are quite simple statistics and we were just able to you know, you saw, we tried a bunch of plots. We weren't really able to tell much of a story with any of the plots, except for this box plot here, which tells the most enlightening story, which is that there appears to be some cyclic. We were just able to, you know, just use a subset of the lab results and a subset of the licensee results. And with a simple box plot, we were able to tell, you know, an interesting story here that is hopefully insightful to people. So that's sort of the, the lesson of the day. Got to have the right tools for the job. That includes the right data for the job. And a little data augmentation can go a long way. It's the same for a visualization, right? <laughs> a little data augmentation and visualization can go along. Awesome. Well, just like to give one last final shout out here to can, can, can you can you talk a little bit more about what the, the data market is and how we oh, yeah. participate in it? Exactly. So the idea is to just have a marketplace for buyers and sellers to come and sell data. So if you've got an interesting cannabis data market, I mean, if you've got an interesting cannabis data set that you want to list on the market, then you can put it up for sale and anyone who has a demand for that data set can buy it. And, you know, I'm just taking advantage of the marketplace. So I just published these first two data sets and so these are just the data sets that we use today. So, you know, today 
I basically just got a copy of the lab results and the licensees data. And, you know, this comes. So what, what, what is for sale on the marketplace is the data itself or is it, it the reports generated from the data? It is the data itself. So essentially, we went through this rigmarole here of downloading the data, which is quite large. So combined, all of the data is around. So it's not really open source then, it's proprietary. Well, open source there is a saying that, you know, it's free as in freedom, not okay. as in <laughs> as free in lunch. Okay. So once you get a copy of the data, you're free to do with it whatever you'd like. Right. So as long as you, you know, uh, you know, reference Kinlytics as your... As the source. It's as the source. Creative so comments, basically. Exactly. And so you're free to use the data however you please. So it's essentially, you know, open data in that, you know, you, you can get it and there's no strings attached. And so the idea is putting it on the data market will drive the price towards its fixed cost. So, you know, there is just a, a fixed cost involved of, you know, downloading the data and processing it. And, you know, that's all done with this script here. And so, you know, you're welcome to just do this yourself. And I just hypothesize that I think, you know, that amount of toil would be about, you know, about $500 of toil for a business and about $900 of toil for a student. So if you're up to, up to process the data yourself, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to. Um, so all the, the algorithms are open source. And the idea is the price will go towards fixed cost. So that way, you know, you would actually benefit if you're in one of these groups to just buy the data because it'll be cheaper to buy than to process it yourself. Or if you see an arbitrage opportunity, then you can buy the data and resell it at a slightly lower price. And the idea is, if you know the demand better, then you can just drive the price down. And it's better for both the suppliers and the producers. Because, I mean, it's better for the suppliers and consumers. Because the consumers, the more consumers there are, the lower the average fixed cost. So the more consumers that use the data marketplace, the lower and lower want to get a buck for their toil of processing data. Because that's sort of the idea is, you know, this algorithm provides value. So, you know, it's, you know, a non-trivial thing to simply run the algorithm because you have to download the data and you have to commit the resources of your hard drive. So if you're up to do that, then by all means, if you just want to get the data, then 
you can simply buy it. Does that answer your question, Jerry? Pretty much. Exactly. And, you know, the idea is, you know, this is just here for anyone. So if you're a data publisher, you can try to, you know, price your data accordingly and get that into the hands. So of pretty much the data has been uh, gathered from some from, from Washington State uh, source and, and then just cleaned up and, and uh, put into a usable form or a standard form. Exactly. And that's sort of where the, the value has been added. Right. So, okay. so if you just look at the, the raw data, it's just in these giant. So, you the, know, you know, zip files. So you have to unzip them and look at them. Okay. Exactly. So but there's a lot of data massaging that's going on. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You've got to substantially massage about, 50 gigabytes of data and so oh i can do that overnight yeah oh yes and so it and that's why it really it, matches, it's a lot of work it's a lot of work but it matches the you know the consumer with the supplier so and that's what makes it so efficient is like you said you can do that overnight so if you can do that at a low cost no then you then you can Not do that at time a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a time intensive process so you want to be paid for it i got you Oh, oh yes, but but that's sort of the brilliant the brilliance of it. So you know, if you like, for example, if you want to process the data and then list it, then you know you can do so, and then you can also do so in novel ways. So I've just listed the lab results, mm -hmm. but if you wanted to say process all of the sales data and augment the sales data then that would actually probably something be, I could put on the marketplace then. Exactly. And it yeah. may be more the sales data would you would imagine would be more valuable than just the lab results data. Uh, and, uh, it, uh, for a manufacturer or a producer, I would want to see the lab results and I pay a pretty price for it. Exactly. And so if you but know, just the, get the, but just to get the data, unless, unless they have the ability to do the analytics on the data, is, is, is not very meaningful. So I could have them buy the data and hire me to do the analytics for them. Exactly. And okay. so I get it. feel free to um, try to think of some data sets that you may want to publish. And, you know, I'll make that process easy for you. That way you can get paid for your data cleaning. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, let me um, just go ahead and stop presenting for now. Are there any, you know, final questions or comments for the day? All right. Well, for next week, I'm going to get this internet situation under control and may even try to do something special midway. I think Discord might be a better. Discord. Okay. I'll, I'll try some of the, I'll do some. I, I've used Discord, I've used Slack. Uh, you know, of course, Zoom works better, but you got to pay for it. Okay, I'll try some of these platforms out. And right. then I'll settle on something that works. And like I said, if I get this figured out, then maybe we can do something special later on, early or mid 
week. So keep keep an email out or keep an eye out for a message from me and I'll try to make it up to you since today was kind of cut short and a little choppy. So I'll try to make it up one way or the other. Thank you. Awesome, Jerry. Okay. M&R. All right. Thank um, you. I'm going to wrap it up for today, but it was awesome having you both. So thank you for coming to the Cannabis Data Science Meetup Group. I'll see you again. All right. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.